for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Dun, 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 dun. What's up, everybody? It's Tuesday, July 30th, 2013. This is episode 92 of Attack of the Androids. Every week, Tuesday evenings, attackoftheandroids.com slash live. Check it out. I'm Matt Lee. Join me this evening via the magic of Skype, Eric Finkenbeiner. What's up, Eric? Well, hey there, big guy. Well, hey there, buddy. Also joining us, Nick Carroll. What's up, Nick? Hey, guys. And back... From a long hiatus, Shane Brady, what's up, man? Uh, not so much. Glad to be back and glad to not be traveling anymore for good, a while. Good to see you, man. So, uh, we should start out with the breakfast, because that happened basically like the day after the show. We covered it on Yats last week, because it, it happened uh, right then, but we should probably talk about it on the show just for recording's sake. Um some cool stuff, right? The Chromecast 4.3 Android. Uh, did any of you get in an order on the Chromecast before it was sold out in like two minutes? No, it wasn't. You got one. Nice. Oh, yeah, I have two actually. And I got in before the Netflix thing ran out too. Yeah, how so long you did got... it take for that to, to uh, go out? Like the, they, uh, it was a lot more popular than I thought and then they killed the Netflix offer. Did they kill yeah, the they... Netflix offer because they ran out of the hardware or because Netflix only gave them a certain amount of three months free? They, they only had 250,000 coupons. I see. And they blew oh, wow. And that counted whether or not you were a Netflix subscriber, right? So if you already had a Netflix account, it extended you just for three months for free. Right, right. So these basically paid for themselves because... Just like that, right? That's what yeah. eight bucks times three. It's about twenty-four bucks. Well, we have, we have the twelve-dollar one. Oh right. The Chromecast was so cool it just killed his connection. Eric. Hey, yay! We're back. Did you guys crash or was that me? That was you. Awesome. You I think the whole network just like dropped. Is Eric with us, Eric? So, uh, you were about oh, to he, say... Oh, he said he disconnected from you. So, it, was, it must have been you. Yeah, it, it must have been. Uh, we were talking about the Chromecast. And you have oh, them. I think we just finished with that. It worked out as a deal since I have the more expensive Netflix subscription. Three months was more than the cost of the uh, actual device. Yeah, and I'm still planning on getting it as well. Like, for me, we do have a Netflix account. Um, but uh, I was going to get one anyway, so it, it doesn't really affect me, although I would have really liked to have had that Netflix uh, discount. So That's pretty awesome. So did you get one then, Nick? Uh, no, I'm actually going to be getting it tomorrow. I'll get paid tomorrow, so I'm basically going to, on the way back from work, pick it up from one of the local stores. So If not, I'll order it, but yeah. Yeah, it's uh, well worth the money if you're in the Android e- uh, ecosystem. Um I it works literally. Every review you've probably read says you're up and running within five minutes. That's not an exaggeration. Um, it's quick to set up, and I was listening to. I'll just go through some of the things I did. I listened to about three or four hours of Google Play Music through it without a hit, without a um, a hitch. I played a episode of Ice Road Truckers off of an MP4 file off my local disk onto the Chromecast via the Chrome extension. I watched uh, most of the Pirates St. Louis game. Uh, This is how I did it. Because if you stream it from your laptop, it needs a lot of CPU and it can take cycles. So I Chrome remoted into my gaming machine down my other office and ran a browser from there that Chromecast the MLB web app back to the TV in my office so that I could watch the baseball game and not have to do all the flash encoding on my laptop. Oh, and cool. that ran for about two hours perfectly fine. So, 
I know some people have been get, getting around it by like using Chrome as essentially like a file browser, browsing yeah. to essentially the file, clicking on it, and then playing it that way. Yeah, and, it works uh, fine. Yeah, I hear there's basically two different methods of connecting, like two different APIs or something. One is like through the browser where you're using WebRTC and you're actually communicating from your like Chromebook or whatever or notebook or whatever, you know, to the Chromecast and that's how you're streaming the video. And the other way is basically through a YouTube app or whatever or another application with that Chromecast button that ends up through the, going through the cloud. So you have like a direct connection from your computer to the Chromecast through WebRTC or through the cloud using like YouTube or Netflix or whatever or Pandora soon to be, et cetera. So what's up there, Matt? I just flipped on the Nexus 10 and I've been checking this since the announcement for 4.3 and it hasn't been out and it's just finally out now. So Yeah, twice daily I've been checking it. I, I wake know, up right? In the morning and when I come home. <laughs> That's awesome. That's right so, now. So I just we'll, downloaded a ROM for it and put it on my... Uh, <laughs> Nexus 7 to Nexus 4. For the man that must, can't wait. <laughs> must, you must put 4.3 on your Nexus 7. I don't have a 7, but I'm putting it on my 10 right now. So we'll see how that goes. It's going to be awesome. I've heard. I've heard it's pretty So are the rumors that, that it speeds up the Nexus 7, the original one? Is, are those true? Is that why you're saying that, Shane? Those appear to be true. Yeah. But does Every it where I've heard, does it that. do that because it's wiping certain things in the upgrade and that clears up some memory or well, something like that or what's it doing? So it won't happen immediately. I think it needs to run for a day before it kind of it goes through its normal uh, cycling of cleaning up the disk and all that. But I guess it was a simple like a just a simple thing of essentially your your flash would become extremely clustered, not clustered, um, yeah. fragmented. Yeah, and if you guys, are, I mean, well, what was it? Fat thirty-two, Fat sixteen. Those were terrible yeah. with fragmentation. If you guys yeah. remember, that was yeah. back so in the was, day when a defrag actually did something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the, the the funny thing is, I guess in four point two, it had the ability to do it as well, but it wasn't enabled. Really interesting. Yeah, hmm. that's what it was reported. So it's um. Anyway, it makes a huge difference. Your your Nexus 7 will run a lot better. Your Nexus 4 will run... I don't know if it will run any better, depending on how long you've had it, but um, it will run a lot better. Unfortunately, my Nexus 4 has a crack in it, so uh, I may have to make a decision based on uh, some of these new phones coming up. Yeah, I dropped it on a floor in Vegas. Ouch. Were you so, at TAM? Yeah, when I was at TAM. Nice. Well, the good news is you only have like two days until you can expect like a Moto X announcement. So at that point, you can make your decision of Moto X or Nexus 4 at least. Yeah, I actually decided against the Play Editions. The Play Edition S4? Or, or the one? HTC One. The one. I ordered, I had the HTC One ordered, and then I canceled it. I'm like, eh, I'm hearing too many negative things. So what are, you, what are you really waiting for? Or what are you, you want one of these new droids that we talked about last week? No, those aren't interesting, but I like the idea of an un- of an unlocked phone, I just think that I think there could be something interesting with the way the Moto X looks. Like the camera, it looks like the camera is gonna be bigger than normal by all these yep. pictures. And I'm really interested in. I mean, why else would the camera thing be so big if there wasn't something a little bigger about it? Well, also the frame is supposed to be relatively small, and the screen is supposed to be relatively large. Like it's supposed to have a relatively high screen to bezel ratio. So that that looks good as well. So, did you see? Do you think the the reason going back to the Nexus Seven and how it it's, or never mind? This is the new Nexus Seven uh, with that underclock Snapdragon. That's kind of cool. So if you get one of those new ones, you can maybe root it and overclock it. Uh, I think that's also something. Is that something they can fix in software with an update? Then the, is it the same? It's not the same chip, right? That's in the old one. The old one has a different chip. Supposedly it has a lot of the same features that the Snapdragon uh, 600 processor has minus the clock speed. So instead of operating at like 1.7 gigahertz, it operates at like 1.5. Right. But other than that, it, it's got the same uh, CPU setup as the current uh, Snapdragon 600 and uh, something else I can't recall, but yeah. So I wonder, is 4.3 taking advantage of something in that that's causing this, ne- this speed up that, we're, that people are reporting? 
Well, yeah, as from what I understand, there's that uh, what's it called? Thin uh, or what's that called? What are you talking about? The thing to speed up the operation, like where it defrags automatically. I'm trying to remember what the feature's called. Oh, trim. Trim. Thank you. Yeah. That'll probably help all the all the devices run. You know, that upgrade to 4.3, but. With the Nexus 7 in particular, I didn't really have a problem with that as much as others did, but I don't think I used it as viciously as others. You know, I was a more casual user, and I didn't really crap it up as much, so maybe that's why it didn't affect me. So. Now, it's, it, did, it did affect me the last, the last few months. Hmm. Uh, I, I, think, I think the uh, underclocking, I was asking if, I don't know if, like, if they release 4.3.1 or Keyline Pi, can that change the clocking of the processor? In the future, my guess is no, but I'm willing to bet if you root it, you can <laughs> take care of that little problem. <laughs> well, well if you can root it though. They, they, I mean, what I'm saying is, can an update do it? They the should be able to, as assuming that in in the case and everything that this is all in, it's not going to get too hot and cause damage. Yeah, you know, it probably doesn't. It's probably much to do. It's probably something not even to really worry about. It's going to run faster. It's got better graphics. No, right, but I'm saying if they push it over what trying to eke out more performance, it could, that could. I'm not saying that it does if you're, you know, if you turn it up too high, you could burn it. Yeah, I think this is probably just about battery because it's got a, it's got a retina display. They're trying to save battery when they can. Yeah, well, I guess the thing that interests me is, like, did Google really know or understand that this is a 600 you know, they could have easily just marketed as, you know, just a 1.5 gigahertz Snapdragon 600, you know, processor. So I just wonder what they would have done. I mean, did they know that the chip was actually like this? Did it, like, slip under their radar, or did they know and just not tell anyone? I don't know. I think they knew. I think they made it. I think they probably dialed it back later in production because they wanted to save the battery. They want some room to, room to mess around with battery uh, after testing. It's it's probably okay to have too much processor and then dial it down if you can't get the power savings where you want. Then to you know then to then to try to go back and crank it back up. That's my guess. That's all about battery usage. Were there any other things in four point three we want to talk about? I think we mentioned a lot of these points last week when they were speculation. Well, the- I'm one of the few people who like the old camera interface, but I guess the new one um, people like better. Ooh, I've never seen this. When when you like wipe Dalvik and it, it says Android apps are upgrading, this says Android is upgrading upgrading media database. So did we also talk about um, how I think supposedly the Photosphere app has gotten redone a little bit to either make it easier or better? when you're make, taking the uh, photosphere pictures. They'll make it not crash in the middle of rendering a photosphere. <laughs> that would be yeah, helpful. That, that would be great. Um, I, every time I do it, I end up getting like the, like the gaps in the pictures, and I'm going slow. So I <laughs> don't know only, what the hell I'm doing wrong. You do a tripod like they did in the Nexus 4 commercial. No, you just have uh, to. Oh, that's that's what, what I need. Is, is uh, glare. Like if your angle gives you more glare from one part, it kind of messes up the picture. But... They, they must have done enough fixes. They launched a new website today to show off photospheres. View? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I saw an article on Search Engine Line about it. The same day they killed catalogs, which I didn't even know it existed, but there's a product called Google Catalogs that also really? managed demise, I think, today, yeah. Interesting. I didn't know it existed. I think that yeah. launched, well, I think that launched around the time that we launched the show, if I remember right, because I think we talked about it. Like in the very early days, and now it's dead. So let's. Uh, so we, what else? Just like Google Reader, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, what else uh, from the from the breakfast did we want to talk about before we move on? The new Nexus Seven, I guess everyone's pretty excited about. I'm super hyped about it, and I can't wait to get it. Um, like my ne- current Nexus Seven is running just fine. I'm not really having any problems with it, but because it's been my only real Nexus device, I've actually been shy of like rooting it, et cetera, doing a bunch of different... I did the same you know. thing. Like, my G-Nex is totally rooted in ROM, but my Nexus 10 is, like, stock. Not even rooted. It's just 
Totally stock. That's funny. Yeah. So once I get this new Nexus 7, I'm pretty much going to uh, <laughs> wear this thing out. Nice. <laughs> I, I'm actually, now Now that I've seen the difference with the 4.3, I'm, I'm, and, uh, I'm a lot less inclined to upgrade now. You don't think it, the new one would run even better? I mean, does it need to run even better? Are you satisfied with how it runs? Yeah, I mean, I use mine as a media consumption device, um, and I don't play a lot of games with it, you know. So, um, but even so, even so, with the games, I'm, don't you, don't we want to wait for the new stuff that uses the new G, OpenGL stuff on there? Well, you don't want to get. Oh, I was thinking on the saved game stuff. Like, you don't want to get too far before it's all using those new play services, but. Yeah, with the OpenGL stuff as well. Well, I'm just waiting, you know, wait for games to come around, wait for, right, the play, the, the new Google gameplay thing to kind of work itself out, and I, I don't know, um, it seems... I think I'm there with you, Shane. If, if I still had my Nexus 7, I don't think that I would be as inclined to upgrade, um, and I'm... I might, you know, I might sell the old one and just get the 3G version of the Nexus, the original Nexus 7. But since I don't have one, I'm looking at this saying, this is a this is a nice device. This looks beautiful, and I like that it's thin. It reminds me of the transition from the original Transformer to the Transformer Prime. Right. And the dual stereo speakers, that's cool. The nice screen, 323 PPI, 1920 by 1200 LCD IPS. <laughs> Yeah, for, I was going to say, for me, since I'm not upgrading my phone until early next year, um, I'm, I want to upgrade something, so I want a new tablet. So, And for me, honestly, I enjoy the tablet more than the phone. Like, my phone really is just mostly streaming media back and forth to work, you know, emails, phone calls, surprisingly. I think but, I'm uh, with you. Ever since I got my replacement GeneX and it's running, like, perfect again, I'm almost just happy with the Nexus 10 and just kind of waiting to see what this X is and even after that because my upgrade, I think, is not until September, so... Who knows what will yeah. be out by then, you know? You're staying on Verizon. What about you, Shane? Are you on Verizon or AT&T or what? I'm actually on AT&T and T-Mobile right now. Um, T-Mobile just does not have a good network where I live, and so I find myself using AT&T a lot. Um, but in terms of upgrading, I, I buy them off contract. I don't, I don't. The upgrade doesn't apply to me. I wouldn't even consider getting another one if it wasn't the fact the corner of my screen is cracked and all sorts of crap is going to get in there and eventually kill it anyway. Yeah. Plus, you don't want to cut yourself inadvertently. Unless maybe you have a screen protector on it or what? It's duct tape. Well, I don't think it's... It's just cracked at the very corner. It doesn't interfere with the usage of it at all. Okay, good. It's on the bezel. It's on the bezel? Yeah. Yeah, I know crud can get in there. But oh, the, the one reason I was looking to upgrade to HTC One was the Nexus Four camera is also not great, and so this Moto X. And I don't want to go through why a, a better camera would be important to me. Um, just, just recent things. Uh, would like to have a better camera in my pocket, take pictures. But the Moto X, I'm still intrigued by the look of that uh, camera lens. I still like the G Nex camera, but yeah, something better would be definitely cool. I think we keep losing Eric. Eric's had trouble with the connection there to his little island. <laughs> Someone keeps cutting his cords. Yeah. Some a-hole in a boat dragging an anchor or something. I don't know. Apparently there's only one cable. Uh, going the NSA on. is trying to tap the line. And, <laughs> and it just can't handle it. Uh, oh, so And then uh, to kind of finish this up, they say uh, this article on Android Authority, they covered it pretty well, um, that aside from the fact that Netflix 1080p streaming can only be done uh, with Android 4.3, they say everything else was positive and almost immediately available. So if you, like Shane, you got your Chromecast and, and all that, people were getting the, the 4.3 update. Uh, they say the Google Play Games app is a great way to find those games, which use leaderboards and let you play with other people. Uh, they say all product or service launches are really just the beginning, but it seems as though Google has all their new stuff on the right foot. The textbooks thing, that was pretty but, but, cool. Yes, Shane? Yeah, ML, by the way, MLB app does not work with 4.3. I don't understand what is different about 4.3. Really? That these apps wouldn't work. Yeah, so I can't even watch. I can watch replays, 
I can't watch live. I don't know what the deal is with that. But I wonder if there are other apps that are affected with that. On, on the aside, the new Google Games app, whatever it's called, there's actually a Konami code built into it. You basically <laughs> move the screen up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, BA, and then Seriously? unlock an achievement. That's awesome. Yeah, everything looks pretty much the same. I mean, not a big UI change, obviously, but it seems snappy. I don't know. So, this so was Shane, always we, a snappy we, tablet, so who knows? So, so Shane, yeah, I know you're interested in getting like an unlocked phone. Which are you more interested in? Interested in an actual Nexus device or just like any other device? I know you've mentioned Motorola, but... Yeah, I mean, the only one I think I would consider would be the Motorola. It has to be almost stock. I mean, I don't like any of the skins... I think regular Android is good um, from for me anyway. So I, I, the only the only other option really is is a uh, wait for the Nexus Five, which supposedly may have a Nikon camera lens in it, which might be pretty high end, or um, the Motorola. And price will matter too because this Moto X seems to be heading toward the mid range, but a mid range phone still does everything my phone needs to do. So. Um, I think the Nexus 4 was considered a mid-range device, too, when it came out, wasn't it? Yeah, medium-high, maybe, maybe you know, lacks, lacking an SD card, but certainly yes. as competitive. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll be a little more price-sensitive uh, now that I'm way off contract and all that. So, hey, I got a quick question. In developer options, there's a thing that says Force 4X MSAA in OpenGL ES 2.0 apps. <laughs> What's that? Multi-sampling, anti-aliasing. I think uh, I don't. I don't know what it does in like a two D environment. Wait, in, in, for what? What did it say? It says force. Like, do you want to enable it in hmm. OpenGL ES two apps? Would that be like Maps? Because there was a Maps update when it rebooted. It's so, interesting. That would be something to try. Uh, but yeah, it should re- theoretically smooth out the jaggies. To some extent. Oh, okay, it's anti. If I'm okay. understanding it, I yeah. gotcha. Come on, Matt. That wasn't obvious from the name. The it was the acronym. I was like MSAA. The hell is MSAA X two can I know anti aliasing, but okay. Thank oh. you, thank you, Eric. How's your connection? Are you back? Are we good? Yeah, I think we're okay. <laughs> Maybe. Fantastic. Yep. Hmm. I don't know if it's any smoother. It seems like it, but it's probably placebo. But maybe it is. I don't know. It should be like a fresh install at this point, right? Or did it literally just update? I think it just updated, but it usually, okay. I think it wipes Dalvik, and I think it doesn't wipe the other, like, cache. No, I'm pretty sure it wipes Dalvik. Yeah, but I think you you can go in and wipe the regular cache, but it's all good. Uh, what should we talk about next? There's an interesting Google Plus post by Steve Kondik about the death of Root in Android 4.3. Uh, he says Android 4.3 introduces some new and much-needed security features, which not only restrict set UID binaries on the system partition on SU, but also limit the capabilities of processes. In the current architecture, even if you could get elevated privileges, you can't do anything out of the ordinary. Root in the shell via ADB is all I use, and it still works just fine. Uh, Eric. Matt. Would you still root with this? Like uh, if he yes, fits, if he makes it so you can manage your DNS changer and all that without needing well, root. Yeah, so that's the, I guess that that's the main that's the main point. So what are the use cases? And and Steve Steve is saying, okay, if if something like CyanogenMod can create frameworks that apps can tap into, um, so they don't require root, um, do you still need root? Um, right. And normal everyday users, right? Like what do you normal what do you, everyday users? Yeah. You're using it to change your DNS, block ads, which is, you know and then doing maybe some overclocking process or kernel tweaks. And he's saying a lot of this stuff can be done without exposing root in a very secure way. Yes, but it requires it requires people to code these, you know, right. these frameworks and these harnesses that things can can tap into. Um I would say that I probably wouldn't need root. Would I? Would I still root my device? Maybe. You know, it 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 just depends. I I 
like you, when I got my Nexus tablet, mine was the 7, yours is the 10, I didn't feel the need to root it. Like, I thought that the experience out of the box was just amazing. The only times I ever wanted to root it was to back up, like, apps and things like that. So, this would be, I think this would be a good thing. Um, I think that he's he's speaking more to the, more to the, like, the mass community that uses root for practical things versus those that use root to hack things. And there's a lot of, in the comments, like, because he asks, like, you know, what are you... If you're using CM or another custom ROM, what are you actually using root for? And he says, going forward, I'm interested in building framework extensions and APIs into CM to continue to abolish the root requirement. And most people are like, you know, backing up the freedom to customize everything, the six-axis controller you need root for, um, ad block, titanium, stuff like that, you know, normal things a lot of us yeah. are using. They're wanting access, like a lot of apps are wanting access to the same folders, the same like files. So yeah, if they can if they can build a way to do that securely, that that's great. I mean, that's that's a huge benefit um you know to having Cyanogen mod just like all the other right. stuff like privacy card that they've put in. And can you can you build in overclock underclock voltaging stuff like that without requiring root? Like can you get to that level, that layer? I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know if uh if Nick or um, if uh, why am I why am His I forgetting your Shane. name? You've been gone too long, His Shane. His name is Shane. I don't know if Nick. <laughs> I don't know if Nick or Shane have have any like thoughts on it. But that's that's pretty low level stuff. I would I'd be interested to see how they would accomplish it. Um, you're about how Sand Engine can co- accomplish doing what they're t- uh, no. Is there a way access to the framework? Like, is there a way to overclock, underclock, and and have access to that that hardware level without using root. Well, actually, it was kind of weird what he was talking about in in his post was not necessarily root, but sudo, which right. you guys all S- know what sudo is yeah. and all that. The same thing would I think would apply to do stuff like overclocking. The, all the framework is is like is a uh, I would imagine be some sort of very limited set of APIs to some sort of, um, you know, general agreed-upon low-level stuff, you know, um, that people like to do. I think it's quite possible, and I, I think it's probably a good thing. I'm kind of, I, I think, especially for backup stuff, uh, I think root it seems to be very important. So a root, uh, we call it the pseudo, I guess pseudo framework would be a, a way, way it sounds like to me is what he's talking about, a pseudo framework. Um, I so root, but not idea. full access privileges. Like yeah, the way it works in, in Unix is you can give access, you can give users access to run programs one at a time. Right, you live in your normal account, but then you have to type su the password, and then you have that elevated privilege for that per you know for that time or that app, for, whatever for you're that, running for that app for that command. Yeah. Right, and you make those commands very. Uh, distinct and finely grained, then you can have something pretty cool. Right on. Did you guys see this, that Google Wallet is not going to be compatible officially uh, compatible with the new Nexus 7? Does anyone Uh, use Google Wallet? Like, are you guys... I'm on Verizon, so I can't use it anymore. Like, I don't know technically how that's the case, but... Maybe that's something they can fix. I don't know. No, it, it has to do with the battery itself does not have the secure element right. required to do it, so it will not get upgraded. I think it's. I think the simple fact is they figured out how many people had Nexus Sevens and how many of them ever initiated a Google Wallet purchase through an NFC terminal, right. and it probably was close to zero. Yeah. Um, and even with, like. So I actually got to use Google Wallet once when I was in Vegas at a Whole Foods. Um, I just don't think it's taking—it's it's not taking off, and I don't know how—I don't know if anything ever really will take off. I thought Google Wallet did because it worked with PayPass, which is Mastercard, which is a very big company, which is putting terminals everywhere. But maybe it, but, maybe it won't work. And also, I is a that sticker with it? That's my only purchase was a sticker, nice. a sticker set <laughs> with wallet. Ironically, but like, would you really need that? Is that why it doesn't have the chip? Because you don't really need that on a tablet. You would need that more on your phone. 
Yeah, right. I mean, who, who is taking out a seven-inch tablet? <laughs> right, right, right. To hardly anybody. Um, I just bet the usage was so low it didn't make sense to keep it in there. Yeah. Makes sense. And so when it works, it's great. It's better than paying with a credit card. Oh, I bet. It's smooth, it right? Sometimes doesn't work. Right. It's like self checkout when you're on point. It yeah, it's kind of like self checkout. But when it doesn't work, huh. it's awful. Forget about it. Uh, all right, Android Authority had a good uh, Android 4.3 permission manager, like a rundown of what it is, how it works, uh, and all that. If you were Didn't curious. we talk about something like this? That uh, when I was last on that, Cyanogen was thinking about putting that in there. was a thing that you could tell on an app per app basis. You could have it say, Send my contact list, but send a fake list or send an empty list. It was giving it was still the same permissions, but it would give back junk data. This looks like it's more of like you can tell it which permissions to straight up turn on and off, which is cool. That seemed like something it's like. Here's a list of permissions, either accept all of them or none of them. Like, it seemed dumb that, like, why can't I just pick which ones I want to use and the ones that I can't can just get turned off? Well, I'd say from a programmer point of view, that would be a real pain in the ass. Really? Um, <laughs> well, all right. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 people would think your app doesn't work for some reason. It's because they check oh, off some, right. you know, so... I, it's I better kinda... to send fake data than it is to just disable the permission totally. You know, it's it's just if it's not core to the apps, what it's doing, like for the Path app, for example, if I don't want it to have my contacts, I just send it junk data, and it still works. But it's not going to let you know, like, hey, your new friend is on Path now, and I know if that because you... I have your contact list. Yeah, you know, if you don't want any, if you just if you don't want any of this stuff, information shared, just get a flip phone. That's a good point. And even then, I mean, how safe is that? I, I'm just, yeah, I mean, most of these apps, I mean, the problem is sometimes the permissions are very, are, I'm going to say vague, but they're broad. So right. that you don't want, because you don't want 67 different things being listed there, right? Yeah, that's so, the big thing is a lot of times there's so many permissions it needs. Honestly, to me, I'm like, okay, whatever. And you know, there's a danger maybe in that. So. Do you think we're at a point in App Store usage that we're getting that tap fatigue and we're just like, okay, accept, yes, click, just give me the damn we, thing? Yeah, yeah, we, we were at the, yeah, we're at the tap. Tap fatigue. But, Eric, are you back with us, sir? All right. Are we sure Google Hangouts audio only wouldn't be better than this? <laughs> I have no idea. No, it's his actual connection. It has nothing to do with that. No. Anyway. But yeah, we'll throw a link to this in the in the show notes at taggingtheandroids.com. If you have 4.3 and want a quick read on how all the permission manager stuff Still works. Waiting. Uh, also, talking about the Nexus 7, the new one, uh, the twerp recovery has been released. That's kind of cool. I don't use twerp. I use the CM Clockwork Mod Touch. I think twerp is better. Do you like twerp? I mean, what does it do differently? Like, I don't. It's it does the same thing, right? It's just different UI. You can uh, different UI, easier, better UI because it's um, touch. It's touch, and you know allows you to load multiple zips on at once. That better than see the touch version of Clockwork Mod. Oh, God, I haven't used that in so long. That's the one I'm using on my ne- on my new GNX now. That's just it, that was the one that it downloaded. So I was like, cool. But I don't know. As long as you can get into all of the stuff, like they, they it has all the same options. I'm sure, right? Yeah, there's no. I don't think there's any functionality. I, I just think it's a better interface. I think it's just better. Maybe you click next one last time. Yeah, and that's cool with well, this. I mean, it says Team Win uh, has a new version of Torp that will. It's basically just like one click root done, and the Super SU is already there. Pretty sweet. Yeah. What Shane? Uh, I was saying, yeah, I was agreeing with you. Yes. Hey, wh- one thing I wanted Twerp to is pretty sweet. Maybe, maybe for you to talk about next is the potential new Nexus 10. I think for someone like you, that's probably pretty important. Would you upgrade for a new one? Yeah, it depends how how new and what. Because, I mean, 2 gigs of RAM is really all you really need, it seems, right now. But, I mean, is there anything... What's the rumor say? 
8,000 by 6,000 resolution. <laughs> this is it. 2560, 1600. <laughs> Burns your eyes. By 16 million. If it's... Yeah. It'll probably... It'll probably just be thinner. It'd probably be a little more powerful, like a more like a better Exynos, but it would probably still have, still be two gigs of RAM, maybe a larger, more storage, sixty four gigs. Is there anything more you would want to do as an app developer if you had like four gigs of RAM or something? I mean, does it? Well, it doesn't matter from an app developer because you don't really care when you develop an app. Um, you just use what you need, and right. Well, you'll, you just let the operating system figure it out. Right. What's up, Eric? Hey, buddy. How's it going? Yeah, it's good. We still on Permission Manager, or did we move on? Talking about Twerp, you got anything to say about Permission Manager? Uh, no, I I think what Shane was saying pretty much covered it. Um, it's cool. Um, I like having the granularity, but you know, it it could potentially cause problems if of people thinking that a developer's app doesn't work when, in fact, they just shut off everything that it needs to make make it work. Right on. And your comments on twerp recovery for Nexus 7 2013 version. (laughs) I'm just excited that it's here. Good Um, good deal. And that, yeah, it's it's good recovery. I I use this over Clockwork Mod now. Now why? Is it better? (laughs) (laughs) What do you like better? No, I I like the look and the feel, and I got burned really bad by Clockwork Mod uh, recovery because of a Aww. there was a bug uh-huh. that that your Nandroid would if your Nandroid backup was like more than two gigs. Oh, your backup, um, huh? It would say that it would work, but then it but then when you tried to restore it, it was uh, corrupted. That's too bad. Yeah, it's it's no bueno. I mean, I know that it doesn't matter so much to you since you know you're an American badass and you don't back up. <laughs> But. <laughs> That's right, Eric. If yeah. there's no backup just, to corrupt, clean... there is no there is no ulcer due to corrupt backup. That's right. I'm I'm actually I'm deciding to name my ulcer. We'll be <laughs> we'll do it as a contest a contest on Attack of the Androids. It's awesome. Yep. And then uh, we were just mentioning that the new Nexus Seven possibly on its way. Sundar Pichai Nexus, talking. Nexus, or new Nexus Ten. Ten. What I say, seven? New Nexus yeah. ten, thank you. Yeah. Which I, I think everybody expected that. Um the question is gonna be, is it going to show up in November like it did last year, or are they gonna try to um are they gonna try to head off the Christmas season a little earlier and maybe um compete with Apple's announcement? Because I, I think that their their iPads are on in October um like release schedule now, aren't they? Yes, I, I really don't know. I hear so many rumors about Apple stuff. I literally care levels just drop off the map at this point. They're going to get in just in time for the Black Friday sales. Yeah, it's going to be new yeah, Nexus tens, a hundred bucks. Boom. The big concern I have for the Nexus ten really is just the accessories. Are they going to come in the same year that the tablet will come come out? You know, how close is the new Nexus ten going to be physically to the old one? Will the same accessories work? So. Well, like that's the cool because I currently have the the charging pogo station. It won't work. So I still can't find a keyboard for mine. So maybe maybe the new one will come with one. Who knows? That would be cool. Well, oh, yeah, I right. would say that. Um, go, go ahead, Shane. No, go ahead. You've been kicked off so many times anyway. <laughs> Thank you for your for your pity. Um, <laughs> I would. I it looks looking at the new Nexus Seven's launch. And all of the accessories that seem to be available at launch, um, things that I mean, it shouldn't it shouldn't be like this great and amazing that they have a case available at launch or that they have you know a a little pouch thing available at launch. But it is a big deal because Google's had a track record of completely screwing that up. Um, so since they've done the new Nexus Seven launch a lot better. When in terms of accessories, I think that the the Nexus 10 is going to be the same way. Is that weird? Like the hardest thing about making any of this stuff is probably the computer technology and all that, but you can't make like a pouch and a keyboard for it. That that just seems odd. That you you can oh, do. One, I think that but... that's that's part of the fault of the manufacturer as well. Um, like there wasn't so Samsung made the Nexus 10, 
but there wasn't an official Samsung um, case for it. Uh, no, you know, none of the third-party um, manufacturers of cases had anything for the Nexus 10 for at least a good month, month and a half. The only way that I got a case for uh, my wife's Nexus 10 was that it turns out that it was um, nearly identical in like shape and camera placement as the Galaxy Tab 2. Ah. So it was sort of like a ghetto workaround to actually have a case when it should have been something that was available at launch. I think the Nexus 7 dock was like four months after the... Uh, the fact. I mean, they're yeah. terrible with, yeah. with the accessories. Yeah, yeah. And then it was on sale for like six months, maybe. Even also, the phone really not that good. It's not even that good of a device. Like I spend like not quite a minute, but a lot, a lot of seconds trying to get this thing aligned on it to actually work. It'll charge pretty quickly, but getting aligned in such a way that it'll actually display the daydream stuff, you know. So we need better accessories, not just some accessories, and unfortunately. At least regarding this, haven't had either. So, I don't see like a uh, um, a charging station for the Nexus Seven. Yeah, well, unfortunately, yeah, they, they pulled it, didn't they? Well, it's yeah. Well, one thing, it doesn't use a dock; it uses wireless charging. But it's Qi, and you can use any of them. You can actually use the Nexus Four uh, charger I've seen so far. So, yeah, I hope the manufacturers oh, the don't, don't put a glass back on the wireless. A device that charges wirelessly. Agreed. Eric. Is that like? Does anybody care about that? The fact that there's no pogo pins on this one, or do you see pogo pins as like a one of those things that was neat to try out and experiment with, but overall doesn't need to be in a device, or doesn't work well? Well, I think it works good for charging, but they they there's just not much to do with the like. I guess with uh, it used to be like when you put it into a dock, like a special dock mode would activate that would like meant something, but they've moved to this daydream, which kind of uh, works. So basically, when my device is, when I have my Nexus 4 on the charger, when it's charging or uh, wireless charging, uh, it it goes into dock mode now. So I don't think it's as important as it used to be. Um, I don't. I don't think it's as important for cars. That was used to be a big deal. Car docks and all that. Forget that. You're never gonna find a car dock for a Nexus Four. You can't even find one for the GNX. It was terrible. Yeah, I had, like the, I had one for the not G-Nex. one that used the pogo pins, unless it was I, a I, world I, version, not on the Verizon one. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I had the world version. And it has the um, same pogo pins. They're just like the dock is just a tiny bit off, so that yeah. doesn't it doesn't work. You know, I know what you're talking about. So I'm like, now I'm looking at my solution now is to replace the radio so that I can do Bluetooth. Yeah, that's I what I do. That, I think, yeah, because I think that I think that's gonna be the better solution going forward. For yeah, me. I actually have a fifteen dollar uh, case, the Blu-ray Ultra Slim case for this, um, where I use that in my Camaro. I basically have it slid in there under my Camaro stereo, and I just prop this in there and. It, a streams Bluetooth. I've listened to podcasts on this, you know, while driving to work. Or Wait, home. Nick, you never said you had a Camaro. Is it a bitchin' Camaro? No, not really. It's a V6. Oh. <laughs> Mid nineties. It's it's not exactly. Uh, hey, I got it for eighteen hundred bucks, and it, and it that's cool. Back, so, but uh, yeah, like a fifteen dollar Nexus Camaro mod. It's actually on my YouTube page where you basically, you know, it's like literally less than a minute modification. You slip the case in between this little section. And you plop this in there, and it's already synchronized with Bluetooth. So I was and it my fits car, and perfectly sudden, in there. Google Play starts up. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Not to mention, I think putting your phone up on the windshield is bad for it. Yeah. <laughs> that's. I actually stopped using my Droid X as a podcast player because the dock was in the, and it would always get so hot in the in the light. So I just like quit even putting it up there. Shits will catch on fire. <laughs> Just wrap it in tin foil. It'll it'll bounce the heat back. I should just wrap it in solar no panels and charge the freaking battery. <laughs> I mean, while we're at it, uh, Eric. Before we do app picks, tell us about Replicant. This looks kind of cool. Yeah. So I I saw this. Uh, I I forget. I think it was in my Feely uh, thing saying that the Free Software Foundation was 
try was doing a fundraising campaign for something called Replicant. And when you dig down into it, it turns out Replicant is it's Android where they're stripping out all the proprietary, you know, bits and replacing it with, you know, open source bits. Um, so Android's touted as, you know, being the open source operating system, et cetera, but there's still a lot of um, proprietary pieces and parts in there. And that's what Replicant is trying to, is they're trying to take those out and replace it so it's totally free, 100% free. So are you talking about um, actual framework stuff or are you talking about like G apps, like all the Gmail maps, all that kind of stuff, account level stuff? Well, I think G apps would just automatically not, because this this wouldn't have Play Store in it. It uses uh, F-Droid, the, the open source alternative um, app store. Is that where and, you go if you want to get your malware injected into some like really popular <laughs> apps? You go to F-Droid? Exactly. I don't think they got Bouncer over there, but who knows? That's an um, awesome name. We're going to F-Droid. Like, I like the name. F-Droid. I, F-Droid. I, think, I think I had it as my app pick like around like episode 27 or 28. Nice. It's been, it, a, it's been around. uploading lots of data on your connection right now? F-Droid? Yeah, it's no problem. Well, here's the thing, is that this is... So what they're, what they're mainly, it seems like they're mainly raising money for, is to, to buy these people devices that they can then, um, you know, you make work with Replicant. And to answer your question, Matt, Replicant is, like, this is, this is every, every part of the code. So an example might be Wi-Fi. So they would be working to make sure that everything from the user level, the hardware level, that everything in the entire chain is open source code that makes the machine run. That's um, awesome. So it, you could take this then and put it on your conflict-free uh, mud phone that you were going that's to get. That's right. And have a complete guilt-free Android experience. That's amazing. As long as you're vegan when you do it, everything. Right, it that. Exactly. And, I mean, I don't know if, if you guys have, um, I mean, if, if you look at their website, at the Replicant website, um, this is not, this is not, like, working by any means. Like, it, well, it works, but a lot of pieces and parts either don't work, like the, the important stuff, like the camera, um, they either don't work or they're still only working with non-free um, code. So it's a work in progress. I still think it's kind of cool that somebody's out there doing it, but it's really, I think this is really going to be for the, the purists, um, the, the purists out there that are totally, you know, committed to operating in a hundred percent free, uh, software environment. Like yes. Stallman. This is Stallman's phone. Stallman's. Has he said anything about it? Um, he hasn't. I haven't seen anything that he said about it. But doesn't isn't he uh, one of the higher ups at the Free Software Foundation? Still, mm, I thought you said like Stalin. He's more like a monk of open free software. Hmm. Well, I, if you read so Richard Stallman, um, it's interesting. If anybody out there is, is uh, you know is curious, uh, if you go to his website and read some of his like some of his bio information about his setup. I mean, this is a man that I has like a a completely free, um, free like idea free uh, com- uh, manufactured laptop. He doesn't run anything that is not free. It's 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 quite fascinating, really. Uh, but this is this is more for somebody I think in his ilk than for the everyday. And you're user. not just saying like we're running stuff that we didn't pay for, so it was free. You're talking about like legitimate free like the gimp and audacity and stuff instead of photoshop and cool cool edit like fully fully open fully right um gotcha yeah good stuff yeah yeah so uh, that's replicant yeah i did before we do app picks i did want to see what you guys thought about this the, the TechCrunch article about android being the new windows kind of comparing windows 95 back in 95 and android today and how like the platform and third party software apps and stuff like that do, do, would you guys say it's kind of the same it almost kind of seems like it i mean for what i would say people have been saying this for three years now I'm that's true to see huh? TechCrunch get with the times and the times is on it <laughs> Well, it does look closer than the whole live tile 
business that Windows is trying to go in that direction. So, yeah. Hey, I saw, <laughs> I saw Windows, uh, new Windows tablets and phone stuff in Under the Dome. Have you guys been watching? Oh god, <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. It's the awful. first time I saw it was in Arrow. I was like, whoa, they're using all this Windows Eight yeah, stuff. They and do then... it in, in uh, uh, Elementary too. Sherlock Holmes, like he's this genius guy, but somehow he's using a Windows uh, Eight funny. tablet. That's funny that they're in like these, yeah. Yeah, and they're all using Windows Phone in the dome, which is kind of funny because they don't work. Because uh, I'm spoilers, um, the cell phones don't work in them, so they're all carrying you know Windows phones that don't don't work. But they can show pictures. Like, look at this picture I took. Yeah, you know, that show is terrible, by the way. Under the dome is it? I, the I can't even read the book because it's like. It's like giant, but I've heard the book is much better, but the show is just like, I can't even watch it anymore. Yeah. The latest Wolverine yeah. movie that came it's out. It's no True Blood, I'll tell you that. Use there too, so. Does he skewer it? Is that what happens? Is, uh, no, but uh, someone uses it to zoom in really close on, on the action. Nice. This is, this is so reminiscent of when Apple was just like turning out terrible computers that were you know bursting into flames, but yet they were getting put in movies like Mission Impossible... It's all about the look. Who cares how it works? Yeah, I saw yeah. original IMAX on the set of sitcoms back in the day. Oh, nice. Late 90s. And it, it, but the lesson was it didn't work. No one cared that Will or, uh, that Jeff Goldblum blew up the aliens with uh, a MacBook, you know, or a Mac Pro, whatever the hell it was. It was a Pro. iBook. <laughs> no one cared. It wasn't until they, they developed the uh, iPhone and the, the iPod Touch that anybody cared about buying Macs again. Yeah, Does it actually, bother anybody, uh, like, going back to the article that, that – so I think the article has a lot of good points, and it, like you said, Shane, it's something that we've been talking about for years, which is that, you know, from a strategy standpoint, um, Android, you know, Android sort of took some, some notes out of Windows Playbook, Microsoft's Playbook. But if you read the comments, like, it seems that people are, it are taking it a step further. No, I need to read the comments. Well, yeah, the comments are like, yeah, you know, Microsoft is shit, and that means that you know Android <laughs> sucks. And well, it, it's like, are you kidding me? Like, it, Eric, so an article about strategy. Do not read comments. No, the comments are the best part, though. The comments often offer a certain insight that you just don't get with the article, man. They are why the internet exists. It's for the comments. Let me. No. I'll go to let YouTube, me, me... and I won't even watch a video. I'll go straight to the comments. I'll click pause, and then I scroll down to the comments, and that's all I need. Here, let, let me read you a couple of comments. <laughs> Android, dot, dot, dot. It's, quote, free for a reason. Lol. Lol. Okay. <laughs> and then, and then Sang Han says, but can Android run complex programs like Photoshop or Office? The answer is no. So Android is not the new window. Uh-huh. Here, run, it so, applications. Here's I'm one just, that agrees I'm, with. I'm blown away by people's stupidity. Here's one that agrees with what Shane said. It just says, file this one under media bullshit. It's <laughs> awesome. Uh, I, I think overall it's, it's a decent article. I think that the one point that I, I get what he's saying, but I don't necessarily 100% agree with, is that OEMs looking to boost per-device per profit tweak the Android operating system and often cut at its daily functionality by overskinning the platform. And then he compares that to OEMs pumping Windows computers with crappy bloatware before delivering them to consumers, which I, I don't know that that's necessarily a one-to-one comparison. If you uh, want, I know the, that there was like, shouldn't the one-to-one comparison be all of those third-party things for Windows, like window blinds and stuff like that, that would allow you to tweak the actual interface? That seems more along the lines of what these OEMs are doing. With Android. Yeah, technically they're just loading up a lot. The of only difference really is the only difference is when you got a Windows yeah, machine, the only bloatware that was on it was like McAfee, and it, it wasn't UI bloatware like you see with with Android. No, people change stuff around. They yeah, but it to. didn't come that way. Well, I, if you got one from like, uh, con, what was that one? Compaq. And it had like the special compact menu thing on it. That was kind of annoying. But now, ironically, not ironically, but in another parallel, Microsoft offered, and I think still does, called the Windows 
experience signature experience it's signature yeah it's the like the nexus version of windows stock version of windows you can get directly from microsoft which i think was a good idea but i mean they obviously didn't market it enough if a computer person all, like yeah. yourself can't even remember the name it kind of reminds me of the windows xp black edition i found a few months ago when i needed a copy of xp it's just like oh, the, that's nice. The raw pirate edition with the updates. It's like thanks. That's awesome. Well, there's there's a there's like a hidden theme in XP. I think it was called Noir or something. That was basically it was it was like a pirate black theme. taskbar. It was it was wonderful. High contrast. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's do app picks and and get the heck out of here, uh, Eric. Since your connection will probably cut out any minute now, give us your app pick. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for the vote of confidence. My app pick is Device Info Live Wallpaper. Um, sort of sticking with the theme that I've had the past few shows of, you know, having apps that show you, you know, under the hood stuff like the temperature of your CPU and things like that. Um, this is a live wallpaper that does it. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of like if you if you've ever used Conky on a Linux machine, um, or you probably like seen like screenshots where people have, you know, how much RAM usage is happening right now, et cetera. It's sort of like that. So it displays it in the background. It's, it's uh, constantly updating. It'll give you CPU usage, RAM usage, how much battery is remaining. Um, it, can, it can give you, like, the data from the accelerometers, all that stuff. Um, so if you, you just want to freak people out with your, you know, big nerdy Android phone and scare them to an iPhone, then you could <laughs> download this app for free and there's also a paid version that i think just you know has more options and gives you more information that does it do parallax that would i don't be even cool know what you just did. said to me parallax parallax the whole parallax no I, it... I have no i have no idea it gives it a 3d effect so when you tilt your phone the Oh, it, that. Gives the illusion yeah, of 3D. I, like the new iOS doubtful, does? Yeah, top shelf feature of iOS. Damn. Ooh. Damn. But if we're, if we're lucky, some update is going to make it a cube that you can just sort of spin around and rotate. Right? Like, not even. <laughs> no, I don't no. even want a physical device, right? I want a cube of light that tells me what I need to know when I need to know it. And when. I'm not using it. It just pisses off. Mm. You know, I want yep. to summon it with my thoughts. I don't have to say, okay, Google. Okay, Google. You know, like, that's annoying. I want to summon it with my thoughts. Okay, Google Cube. Okay, Cube. <laughs> Quantum So Google. Matt's high. Uh, I'm Shane, just let's saying, like, that would be cool. <laughs> Shut up, Eric. Is this the hot box? What is this? Shut up. All right, Nick, give me an app pick that's not Android oh. camera. All right, well, mine is not on the uh, Google uh, Play Store. Uh, it's uh, You can get it off of AndroidCritics.com, uh, but it's basically the uh, Android 4.3 camera, and uh, it works just like it, and you don't need root to use it, and you, you get the, I wonder if the, uh, I won't really show, it doesn't really show here, I got too much lights, but basically the functionality it is really the Android 4.3 camera. It works just like it. So that's what I recommend. Did you scan it's this real quick with download. Bouncer and or <laughs> Lookout or something? And also Lookout. Yeah. Ah, oh, well. You know, Anyways, honestly, yeah, I, that is, like, now that I'm playing with this, that that camera, like, it's... I like the circle better. I don't know. Call me old-fashioned. Yeah, I like the circle, too. A lot right? of people don't, it... though, so... Why? This well, is just they, half they a, a circle. Like, I mean, I don't know. that. I like the whole... I mean, there's a button off the side. You can just click it, and then you get a better idea of what's going on. You don't necessarily have to cover it up, but I guess a lot of people don't know that, or I don't know. Hmm. Cool. Good find. <laughs> Until you all get 4.3 next year, when your carriers decide to update you, and then we'll Maybe. be on to like 6.2 or so. This will hold you over till next July, right? That's right. Uh, all right, Shane, you got? Did you? Do you have an app pick for us? 
Yeah, and by the way, the hot box reminded me that I met uh, Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes last week. No, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. If you go to shanebrady.com, there's uh, two pictures of me with. Uh, That's awesome. Were they doing yeah, a podcast I... or a smodcast at uh, the con? No, no, no. Uh, my wife won tickets and a package of stuff to see um, one of their mo- premieres of their movie, their groovy movie. Jane Silent Bob's groovy movie. So I have a friend in Austin, so I went down and visited him. Um, and uh, I didn't know this. I, I'm on my flight down there. I realized it comes with a photo op with them. And then anyway, after the show, after the show, after the movie premiere, you, you go on Jane and Silent Bob Get Old, like the live recording, and then you get to go backstage with them. But I was wearing a Skeptoons.com t-shirt that my friend did. So all they wanted to talk about was skepticism. <laughs> um and That's so awesome. uh, I gave him my business card, shook hands, I got a couple of pictures of him, with him. Oh, nice. So during my travels, right before I was traveling, I had put on Cyanogen Mod 10, thinking, hey, it's finally mature, this should be great. I'm at TAM, and I noticed my battery usage was miserable. So I downloaded a couple of apps to try to figure out what was causing the problem, and the app that helped me the most was Wake Lock Detector. And so what I found out was was that for some reason random apps were partially waking up the phone and sucking down the battery. Uh, and one of the most egregious one was the actual phone dialer. Now, if you guys know anything about uh, once you have a phone like a smartphone, you never use the actual phone. So the fact that that was taking up all this battery made, was a major problem. And WakeLock found enough problems that I actually, in between... Uh, in between uh, presentations, uh, installed another ROM on my phone just so it would have enough battery to go with the rest of the conference. So um, Wake Lock Detector really uh, saved, saved me uh, some, you know, it's just a lot of battery, a lot of time worrying if I was going to have enough battery to get through the rest of the conference. So, so does it um, actually fix or is it just notifying you what to, like, turn sync off for <laughs> Gmail or whatever it's telling you to do? It tells you, yeah, it figures out, well, it tells you what's generating the most wake locks, right? The worst okay. consistently was uh, Facebook, Well, that was easy, just uninstall Facebook. Right. Who cares? Um, and, uh, but the other one, again, was the phone dialer, which is something I can't uninstall. It clearly was a problem with Cyanogen. In fact, I was very disappointed with Cyanogen uh, with the battery life on it. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm on, uh, I went to uh, AOKP. Yeah. And uh, never had um, never had any issues with that. Now I'm on some I don't even know what whatever I downloaded to get 4.3. What's on your there. dialer doing? So it's just like turning the phone on and butt dialing like an X or like what's it what's not, it trying to not do? Not butt dialing anything. Just it, it, I, that's why that's why I kind of figured out something was must have been screwed up with the ROM or it's not quite solid because there was no reason for the dialer to be on like that. It wasn't doing anything other than just sucking down battery. So, um, anyway, um, gave me enough information that I put on AOKP in the, the hour and a half break I had between presentations at, at TAM. Uh, so, worked out good. Yeah, I'm going to look into that myself because I've had pretty bad battery life on this phone and Juice Defender help. But, uh, man, it makes me wonder what else is going wrong. Uh, that's yeah, I mean, Battery Stats Pro is another app you you, you kind of want um, you want to work in conjunction with the two, yeah, together. But. I'll see how really terrible this GeneX battery problem is. Uh, this week we're going to DefCon. I won't have my car charged. Yeah, I got the latest ten two or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, but see, I'm in my truck all day, so it's plugged in, so I don't really right, notice that's it. Right, I'm in my office all the time. I didn't notice for the first week. Traveling here to Vegas uh, in a couple days, it's going to be like, all right, I need my other battery now, and they both... Which casino are you going to be at? I think the Rio. It's DEF CON we're going to. Okay. Yeah, you're going to have terrible reception, so... I'm Honestly, I'm going to DEF CON, so it'll be on airplane mode if, you know... Yeah. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I was going to say, I know better. it off, save all the batteries. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're going to format one of these computers before we bring it. It's cool. <laughs> so somebody should set up a charging station that just has USB, like mini micro-USB sticking out, and then a computer in the background, and then everybody that plugs in oh, their phone and hacks With, them. With, like, key loggers built into it? Just sucking. That would be. Info. I think that would be a great. A big a man in the middle charging station. Yeah, you pay me fifteen dollars, 
That'd be awesome. Yep. That's a good idea. It'll actually physically it free. grab it and suck it <laughs> into the ether, and you'll never see it again. So, yeah, oh, I want to mention before I do uh, my app pick, it's just Nessoid, and you can't find it on Play Store, but it's a cool NES emulator, and I thought of it because I'm, I'm going to be on a plane, and playing Nintendo games on a plane kills time for a bit, you know. There's only so many games of Jackal I can get through before I'm like, okay, time for some Riptide. Um, well, and you can get Nessoid and all of the Oid... Uh, uh, emulators from the Slide Me uh, app store, right? Which because uh, that's F-Droid. where the that's where the developer he went there when he got kicked off of play. What about F Droid? Is it up there also? I have no idea. <laughs> I think that I think he went to Slide Me because Slide Me used to. I mean, it's not. I don't think that any of these stores are very popular. Um, app Brain. The only is third that party store that's somewhat popular is Kindle. Is App Brain still a thing? I guess that wasn't really a yeah, store. Yeah, but AppBrain wasn't really a store. It was, it was like, yeah. wasn't it like recommendation engine or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was cool because it but, made lists for you, but yeah. But I, that's how, I actually have all these APKs too, because I, when the developer moved, I, I, I went over to Slide Me and I, um, I think, I, I think the only one that he charged for was the N64 one. So I bought that and, nice. um, downloaded the rest. And yeah, if you can't find it, I mean, email show at attack the enders and like i'll send you it, the apk i have it too but um i wanted to say yeah we're we're going to defcon i was looking through the list of talks and there's a bunch of like interesting android talks and i don't i we don't really have like a full schedule but if there was something like somebody wanted to like be like hey this is one you should go to definitely let us know and i'll try and make it in the schedule to go there's all sorts of crazy stuff going on should be fun did it crash again yo <laughs> Okay. No, I'm, Anything else before we are we done? Are we good? Yeah, it did a little uh, bit. Yes. Google released a tutorial for Photosphere, which is kind of interesting. Have we all been just doing it completely wrong? I don't know, but uh, and, um, have we been using I, a tripod? No, maybe not. Have a tripod mount for t- my tablet. <laughs> so, some of you guys may be old enough to remember the original Lollapalooza. The what? Lollapalooza, the original Lollapalooza. Well, I guess they're being, it's being streamed on YouTube. Huh. Huh. So if you have a Chromecast, yep. you can... The it. original? Like they went back in time and are streaming it live? I just might remember the fact that it used to be a cool concert. <laughs> I went to Lollapalooza. I don't, I don't remember which one it was, but it was the one like Metallica played at when yeah, Load so came that, out. That was, that I was jumping the show. I was a kid. It, it was fun. I got to smoke pot with my older sister, and it was crazy. <laughs> anyway. All right. AttackingTheAndroids.com. Eric, what's the email address again? Well, Matt, the email address is show at AttackingTheAndroids.com. Thank you very much. Leave us a message at 406-204-4687. And join the Google Plus community. And subscribe in iTunes. And send me money for a trip to DEF CON. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. And give Matt a hug if you're at DEF CON. And if you're a welder, go fix Eric's internet cable. Yep. (laughs) Awesome. Weld that fiber. Weld it. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next week. I will get this show posted before I leave, hopefully. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids.com.